Thank you very much, Morris. And I'm glad to be part of the Business of Sales podcast. I think financial advisors should simply ask themselves what's the best use they would like LinkedIn to provide them with. In other words, you know, instead of them serving LinkedIn, they need to build a system where LinkedIn serves them. Welcome to the Business of Sales. I'm your host, Morris Sims. I have over 35 years training sales professionals who are actually business owners. And now, hey, I'm focused on helping those business owners run their businesses more effectively and efficiently in today's very fast-paced, ever-changing world. So on this show, we're going to interview some great business leaders and give you practical ideas that you can use today. So, hey, stick with us, please. We've got great things coming out, and it's going to happen right now. today on the business of sales is Daniel Alphon. Daniel is a LinkedIn, just an expert who can help us be able to utilize LinkedIn to do a much better job with our business. Because I don't know, if you're like me, you're on LinkedIn and you go in and you you respond to, you know, oh yeah, happy birthday and work anniversary. Isn't that wonderful? And you click on the little, little tab that gives you the response already. And all you do is click and send and, you know, we get out of it, nothing. So, Daniel, help us. How do, how do we better utilize this wonderful tool that, heck, I've got 15,000, 16,000 connections on LinkedIn. What, what can we do to better utilize this wonderful tool? Thank you very much, Morris, and I'm glad to be part of the Business of Sales podcast. I think financial advisors should simply ask themselves what's the best use they would like LinkedIn to provide them with. In other words, you know, instead of them serving LinkedIn, they need to build a system where LinkedIn serves them. First question, who's the ideal client those financial advisors are looking for? And second question that many people don't ask is, instead of trying to target the couple or the uh, professional thinking about buying insurance policy or, or um, health uh, insurance or life insurance, why not use LinkedIn to find referral partners, attorneys, CPAs, head of HRs, people who could refer business to those financial advisors on a much larger scale. So the question to ask is not, how other financial advisors are using LinkedIn, but what could benefit you, Morris, and our listeners here? And simply asking that question could go a long way. Yeah, I'm taking notes, Daniel. <laughs> I mean, this is this is going to be good. Okay, so let's say we 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 do that. We identify our ideal client. Then, how do we utilize this tool? What do we what do we need to do, my friend? So I would look at maybe three or four different layers. Your presence on LinkedIn, your profile on LinkedIn should be customer oriented. What sort of information are your prospects looking for? And I was listening to uh, your uh, um, free download on uh, morrisseams.com and one of the uh, um, differences you, you point about is between marketing and prospecting. And in my opinion, prospecting is not efficient on LinkedIn 
or marketing often is. Attracting people to you on LinkedIn works best. The transaction need not take place on LinkedIn. You've got real life for that. You've got a second stage, but attracting people to you top of funnel is what LinkedIn may work best for financial advisors and for virtually anyone on LinkedIn. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I would have to agree um, when it comes right down to it. Yeah, the whole objective of marketing for a financial services agent, in my opinion, is to maintain visibility and hopefully begin to build a relationship. We've got to, we've got to build some kind of a professional relationship before, uh, before you're going to entertain a conversation with me, which is what we need to have in order for me to find out what's important to you. Because as a good sales professional, my job is to find out what you want. And as Zig Ziglar said, help you get it. Because then, uh, you know, you're going you're gonna to get anything you want if you can help other people get what they want. And that's kind of where, where I am with marketing. It's, it's an all, in my opinion, it's, it's simply got to be a way to bring people into the fold so we can begin to have a conversation. Because until we have that conversation, you're not really a prospect at all. That's so true. And a lot of people are trying to um, sh use shortcuts and jump to the last stage and be transactional about it. It's never worked before LinkedIn and LinkedIn cannot change human psychology. At least not that much. <laughs> Just not gonna happen, is it? I understand, I understand. You need to trust someone in order to, to buy from him something that, that's not you know, uh, a commodity. So building trust is, is essential. You oh, could geez. build trust. You could be trust building trust on LinkedIn through a number of ways. Uh, your, your connection strategy could help you do that. And if you share content, educational content on LinkedIn, like asking yourself, what sort of questions are my prospect asking, and could I educate them through my use of LinkedIn, so they know, like, and trust me enough to earn that trust. Trust is so vitally important. I'm going to interview a gentleman who has a book out called High Trust Selling. And I, I think that's the key is if, if I don't trust somebody, I'm not going to buy from them. In fact, if I don't trust somebody, chances are I don't want to be in business with them at all and even even sell them anything. Uh, you know, it's, it's, we get to choose who we do business with. And that's, mm -hmm. I think, a vitally important part of the whole thing. Uh, and I'm not going to choose to do business with somebody that I can't trust because chances are, if I don't trust them, they sure don't, aren't going to trust me, right? <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And, you know, the, the people who are using shortcuts think they, get, they will get more business out of it. But actually, building that trust in the long term, Maurice, will mean, will mean more revenues for those financial advisors, more trust, more referrals, mm -hmm. and longer longer lasting relationships yeah yeah oh absolutely i agree we we used to teach a uh, a concept called counselor selling which basically helped people get out of the old mindset of hey i've got some blue widgets how many blue widgets do you want to buy uh, oh i know you bought red widgets in the past but now we've got blue widgets and i've got a whole case of them in my trunk here how many do you want to get out of that mindset and into the mindset of I want to be on your side of the table. Is widgets 
are widgets even something you're thinking about and that you might want in your life? So it's a whole different world. In that discussion, we always talked about the bridge over the river of no trust. <laughs> and you got to get over the bridge. They get you over the river of no trust because until trust is established to some degree. Now, I'm not talking about being able to, to trust someone with your with your life or your family or anything like that, just to be able to believe that they're in it for, for my interest as well as their own uh, is the first step. And, you know, empathy and uh, commonality and those kinds of things allow me to, to begin to build that kind of trust. Hard to do over a computer on LinkedIn, Daniel. <laughs> it's hard, but there's a whole life outside of LinkedIn and the secret... <laughs> The secret no, one's, no one really knows about is that you need to leave LinkedIn at one point. In some cases, Morris, LinkedIn will help you locate and identify your ideal prospect and find that you two share a mutual connection. And then you may ask for an introduction. Hey, y'all, hang on for just a second. I got, I got something I just got to tell you. I'm giving away some free stuff, all right? Free stuff. I've got a copy in there of my ebook, Practical Influence with Ideas to Help You Improve Your Influence with Other People. I've got some, uh, some great marketing and prospecting ideas that are on an audio file, so you can listen to it while you work out or drive or whatever you'd like to. And we've also got some stuff in there on planning for 2022 to help you make 2022 your best year ever. Just go to morrissims.com slash free stuff. That's morrissims.com slash forward slash free stuff and get your free stuff. It's just that easy. All right. Now back to the show. But the introduction needs to happen in real life. You need to reach out to that person and ask how it's been and then mention the name of your prospect and see whether that mutual connection is feels comfortable enough to make that introduction. And thinking about the blue widgets and, and red widgets, you know, diplomacy is the art of telling someone else, of letting someone else have it your way. I think it's, it's <laughs> uh, from, uh, from uh, getting past no and, and getting past the, the river of no trust is also a very important concept for, for salespeople. Yeah, have it your way. We're we're gonna buy hamburgers now. The <laughs> the uh, the the fact is, you're you're absolutely right, Daniel. And I can see where that is a great tactic here is to maybe I get an introduction on LinkedIn, but then I got to get off LinkedIn, and we got to get to a communication level where we can build some some trust and build a relationship. How do you how do you go about doing that? I mean, get down into the nitty gritty here. What do, what do, what do I need to do if I'm out there trying to make this thing work? Step one, two, three. What should I do, Daniel? In terms of networking? Yeah. Um, when I was listening to the audio, you mentioned joining a, a, a Rotary Club or a Chamber of Commerce uh, Association and try to help initially. Before you, before you, you have your pitch, try to, to, to do whatever it takes to make people know who, how you like, and only then jump to a uh, um, uh, conversation where would you you will ask that person if they, it makes sense for, for them to present your business and have coffee or have or have lunch that week. LinkedIn enables you to do just that. So when you 
reach out to someone and you try to communicate with him, whether he's a new connection, whether you discovered him through LinkedIn, one simple uh, tactic would be to follow instead of connect. Hmm. Okay. And whenever someone you uh, identify as a prospect is active on LinkedIn, you have a number of ways to follow that person. Following that person is a one-way it doesn't need to approve. They don't need to, to approve anything. And that means that on your feed, Maurice, you will see everything that person does publicly on LinkedIn, which means that down the road, when they share something important about their business, you'll get it in real time. And you will have a lot more chances of helping that person and providing information to him and be of service to him and start building that trust. So I'm doing that as, as following rather than connecting. As you say, when I connect with somebody, they have to accept that connection. If I follow yes. them, they don't have to do anything, right? I mean, we're not asking we're not asking them to take any action whatsoever, right? You know, and and um, there's the the creator mode that could be uh, confusing. But what I what I was referring to was not about us making the follow the default uh, option, but simply to follow anyone who we find interesting. Mm. And when you visit someone's profile, even if you don't see the follow button, if you scroll down a bit, you'll see their activity. If they shared anything the last six months, you'll find something there, simply click there and you'll have a follow button. Whether on desktop or the app, you'll have a follow button and that me enables you to have that uh, um, small talk conversation or the, the, the way for you to build that trust mm -hmm. in other, in other play, in other uh, cases, you will find, you'll, you can run a search and the financial advisors can run a search and find an interesting prospect. And next to that uh, um, prospect, they would see a number and the number two are the most interesting ones. If you connect it to people, you know, well, it means you can have a mutual connection, and in some cases, a meaningful real-life introduction. And 90% of my business comes through referrals. And, and you've uh, trained over 12,000 salespeople. I'm sure referrals was one of the best ways for them to gain new clients. Oh, yeah. I mean, referrals are, are the key. My, my friend Bill Cates is the referral coach. I mean, he, he's taught us everything under the shining sun about getting referrals. And in doing that, we've, we've recently, uh, I guess within the last 10 years, within the last six or seven years, we have started talking about more and more, and Bill is talking about more and more, uh, not just getting a name and a phone number and some information, but rather having whoever's making that referral actually send an email to introduce us, make a phone call to introduce us, do something to, to actively and proactively help us build, begin to have that conversation with that referral. Hey, pardon the interruption, but I got some big news for you. You guys know I'm really excited about country music star Amy Scruggs and her new song, What If It All Goes Right? Well, here's the news. The music video was just released and you can watch it on YouTube. That's right. Just go to YouTube and search Amy Scruggs 
and uh, you'll see the official music video listed there. So go on, give it a try, see what you think, and tell your friends about it, because I think you're going to really love it, okay? So let's get back to this week's show on the business of sales. It's a great concept in the what we call the opt-in or the double opt-in introduction. <laughs> okay. can, can, in other words, I would, I would see that someone could be a great guest for, for your show. But if I could ask you what you think about that person, and I would ask that potential guest, and both of you would say yes, then, the, then I'll, I'll send the email. And then I'll follow up separately with both of you after a couple of weeks in order to, to make sure that when I put my name on the line, then that guest has served you. There was He showed up, he brought value to the conversation, he replied in a timely manner, because otherwise I will feel less inclined to help that person next time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So our, our, we, we built our reputation for, for decades. It's easily gone. And if you uh, ask for a double opt-in introduction, it can lead into meaningful business in the midterm and in the long term. It takes a little more time, but I think it's worth it. You'll get a much more qualified prospect that way, it seems to me. And you get somebody that actually might really be uh, become a client in the long haul. Daniel, tell me about, trying to change in the direction here just a tad. You mentioned earlier profiles, and it, I guess that's one of the things that has always sort of kind of confused me a little bit. What should I put on my profile? What should I not put on my profile? Maybe that's the better question. What what should we not put out there? I see people putting all kinds of stuff. What 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 we should what should we shy away from here, buddy? Cool. So you know, let me suggest a very quick uh, uh, three step system. One, what is your who is your ideal client? And second, what action would you like them to perform if they don't know you? They need you, and they bump into your profile. And if you want them to reach out to you then the only information I would suggest you put on your profile is information helping them reaching that decision. It starts from the banner. If you go to linkedin.com backslash Morris hyphen seems and the alphanumeric uh, thing here, anyone visiting your profile sees seems training and consulting the business of sales. It takes them literally a second to grasp that. And if they're interested in sales, then they look at your headline. And then they can scroll and see the about section and the featured section. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so the, the think of it as a website and not as a CV. The mm-hmm. aim of your website is to convert your ideal client. And the information I wouldn't put there is information that's not related to you as a professional. There are other social platforms for that, but I think LinkedIn is perceived as a professional, safe, slow, and very conservative uh, platform. So I wouldn't be uh, putting um, the lasagna you ate last night or anything like that. <laughs> not, not the place for the cute kittens or the, the babies and, and that sort of thing, right? Not, not if you want business. If you want to go out of business, there'll be a, a fast way to do it. <laughs> that makes perfect sense, Daniel. It really does. Anything else, my friend, that you can share with us that might be of some use to our audience? Uh, 
Anything that we've missed? Anything we haven't chatted about that we should have? Um, I'd like to, to leave our, our audience here with a question. Uh -huh. And instead of providing them with an answer, what would they like LinkedIn to provide them with? And the beauty about it is, like like you said, we never know who listens to 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 this uh, to, to this episode and to the business of sales uh, different episodes. Some some financial advisors would pick A, and other financial advisors would pick B. Do it your way. Even uh, the, the Martin Martinez, uh, whom you interviewed recently, you sp spoke about LinkedIn automation. We completely disagree about the tactics, but even we can agree about the power of LinkedIn mm -hmm. and the way LinkedIn was helping uh, Martin build his business and the way LinkedIn can help our audience here build their business. So pick the best pieces of advice out there and get your feet wet and try to make it serve your long-term career objective, long-term. It's not a, a quick, it's not a silver bullet, but when you're in the business of building relationship, LinkedIn one is, one is one of the best places to be consistent with. And just because I throw my profile out there and I, I join LinkedIn doesn't mean that anything's going to come from my business, does it? No, I'm afraid not. When anyone, when uh, listeners Google their name, then they will, they will often be surprised to see that their LinkedIn profile will be one of the very top results, even yeah. if they have never visited their profile in the last 12 months. Yeah. So it's not about us. It's about who goes to our profile and getting to your profile yeah. is the first stage. Then you, with the people you connect with, the content you share and everything else, should help your prospect decide that Morrison is, is the person to uh, to go to. Outstanding. Daniel, thank you so much. You've given us some really great practical tips, practical ideas, things that, that we can leave here right now and go do. And that's what I always love to have on a, on a show here is stuff that I can take and go actually do and improve my business today. So, Daniel, thank you again for for being with us on the business of sales and for joining us all the way from the other side of the world in Israel. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor to be part of the uh, business sales uh, um, podcast. And you know more, more than me about chemical uh, engineering, but I, I think we hit it there. Thank you very much. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it greatly. Thanks for being with us. And for everybody else out there, y'all go out and make it a great week. Enjoy what you do. Enjoy the people around you. Have a great time. And I'll see you again next week right here on the Business of Sales.